time has come to relieve that pain, which will be better for me, but not so enjoyable for all of you. The Pain Clinic Pro Wrestling Talk Show. Can you feel the pain? wrestling fans and welcome to the pain clinic for january 6 happy failed insurrection day to all of you uh you know uh, welcome to the show it's uh it's a beautiful saturday morning holidays today failed insurrection day i mentioned that once also it's a uh, bean day and cuddle up cuddle up day so every Saturday or every day we're on should be a cuddle up day. Birthdays today, former WWE Women's Champ and Hall of Famer Jackie Moore is 60 years old today. Uh, the Pain Clinic's brought to you by Salvatore's Old Fashioned Pizzeria, Palmer's Food Service, and Donuts Delight Empire Culver. Hey, interested in roller derby? Want to be a skater? Officiate. Rock City Roller Derby needs you. Contact recruitment at rockderbyrecruitment at gmail.com and join Rock City Roller Derby. If you're in the men's team, it's Flower City Fear, F-L-O-U-R. Always looking for more help. Welcome to the show. Happy New Year to everybody. Happy 2024. Uh, let me introduce the cast and crew. I'm your humble host, the Cashman. I'm joined by DC Dan Cole. DC, how's it going? We haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. How was your break? How was holidays? How was your New Year's? A break implies there was time off somewhere in there, which there was not. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, uh, thanks to New York for only snowing once in the three weeks I was up there. I appreciated that. Yeah. That's our. That's where we live, you know, or some of us. So it's like, yeah, we have still haven't seen it. I mean, supposedly tonight we're going to get something. Supposedly. Uh, Keep it up there, okay? Well, I hear it's going to get hit New York City and Boston, but uh, and you know. Pretty much go across Pennsylvania. So I'm not a meteorologist, but that's the closest you're going to get on the show today. We're also joined by uh, Danger Boy. How you doing, Danger? Yeah, I complain. Another beautiful Saturday. Yeah. And uh, Rob Sanderson, the artiste, the whole crew is in here. First show of the 2024. Uh, yay. And, you know, the, the newest, there's a couple of cool things. One, uh, I am on fiber now. Um, I don't know if that means keep you, that. Keep you regular? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> what is it, vitamin D? And it does. You know, you, it's like orange drink. You drink before you go to bed. No, I, uh, I and the thing is I'm wireless, too, because it's just as fast uh, as if I dragged a, a, a Ethernet cable across my house to my computer. So uh, this is a new world, man. I am super excited. I am getting the true speeds that I should. And it's a good it's a good time. Uh, and no thanks to the last people I used to uh, get my Internet through. OK, you know, I've. 
Oh, don't worry. They'll call you constantly about saving you money on your bill that doesn't exist anymore and stuff like that. So <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. I mean, I it's like I'm just, listen. I still have cable through them, so it's like I told them. I said, listen, you're getting some money out of me, anyways. Okay, you know, I'm just. You just got sure another call from them two days ago, yeah. and I, like I haven't had them since I lived in Texas. Like, <laughs> leave me alone. You sure you don't want to bundle that cable with maybe some internet? No, no, no. I already have maybe a landline. I, I told yeah, I, you a landline. I told them that uh, you know they had promised me numbers that I've never gotten, and so that's why I switched. And wasn't uh, that a wasn't that a supposed lawsuit in New York? Wasn't the attorney general looking into that? Oh, I hope so. Good. I'll get some money back from them then for all, you know, as they kept 35 cents, as they kept boosting my rates, you know, all the time. So nevertheless, we are, uh, it is a new world here in the cash man's homestead. Uh, we are on fiber and, uh, and we also are on uh, high speed internet fiber too. So there we go. I get, uh, fiber in every direction. That's doesn't sound right. Uh, so let's talk about the world of pro wrestling. It is the beginning of the year. It's uh, you know, it, like I said, uh, if you go, caught me i don't know if you caught me in the beginning of the show it's failed insurrection day so uh you know for those of you who remember uh the the the, the most embarrassing thing that ever happened in america uh was three years ago thanks today. for getting judas in my mind uh in my mind <laughs> yeah judas <laughs> you know we briefly touched on uh, mr judas by the way last week and uh, yeah, uh, um, but uh, we're here to talk about all sorts of things. I guess, you know, I've been asking the question for three months straight, uh, who's the devil, you know? And, uh, you know, I mean, it, was it a surprise? Not really, you know? I mean, I think it was for- I think we were pretty confident, or at least Danger and I were pretty confident last week. Yeah. The point where it wasn't going, like, there was no... It was a very predictable pay-per-view. That being said, like, that was the right choice for Adam Cole to be the devil. Um, and it's just unfortunate, like, the way that everything worked out that, like, he got hurt and then MJF got hurt and all this stuff. Like, I feel like it, it could have, in a perfect situation, gone off a lot better than it did. But um, it had to be him. Nobody else would have. If that had been Jack Perry or somebody else, like, it would have been awful. Oh, it would have fallen flat totally, you know. I mean, it had obviously it had to be him, and thank God Jack Perry wasn't involved in that whatsoever. Anyways, you know, um, though uh, I still, I mean, I, I have kind of mixed feelings about Wardlow being in that group, but yeah, whatever. So I was going to ask you, what do you think, Wardlow? I mean, Wardlow's kind of been treading water there for a while, not really committing. I don't any- think he's going to stay with them very long. Um, I mean, especially if we get to the point where other people can join that actually belong in that group, like a Kyle O'Reilly. Oh yeah. Um, Oh yeah. I I think it's just a chance for Wardlow to do another, do another face turn and whatever, and hopefully have matches that aren't just power bumps. Well, if you guys saw the pay-per-view world's end last week, you saw the very end, obviously uh, MJF got choked out by Samoa Joe and, and now Samoa Joe is our champ uh, in AEW. And you also saw, uh, the devil and the henchmen come down and unmask and beat up MJF. And, you know, uh, and it's, you know, interesting thing is it was, you know, that there really wasn't much of a surprise though. Da- was it danger? Was it you last week that said it looked like Wardlow and was in underneath one of those? Uh, yeah. I, I mentioned this tussled hair after he uh, had to run back and then come out for a match immediately after. Yeah. So um, it, it, it's, it, you know, I thought, it, but also, um, Adam Cole did lay out a plan for the group. 
uh, in the middle of the ring uh, on on Wednesday, came out and addressed the crowd, you know, and uh, said, you know, this guy's going to do this, this guy's going to do this, and and all that. So what did you think about that, you know, putting like Warlow is going after the world heavyweight champion, then he said – and as soon as you lose it, you're going to lay down, and I'm going to win the championship. You know, and not to to. Uh, I mean, maybe they were recalling a little bit about the finger poke of doom that we just had. I think it was the 20th year anniversary, like two days ago or yesterday. Danger, you remember that? More than that, it was 25. It was 25. I think. Yeah, yeah. And yes. it, yeah, and it, the, probably the one of the worst things to ever happen. Probably the decline of WCW may have been due to the games they played to the audience. But that's what, uh, you know, Adam Cole did say, hey, uh, you know, you're going to immediately let me take it from you. So, I mean, we've got some potential things ahead. Uh, And MJF is uh, on the shelf, uh, you know, after all this. And obviously MJF with a torn labrum, you know, uh, and couldn't lift it. You could see when he tried to do his arm over his head, he could not get it up over there. So, uh, there was, there was, that was a legit, that's a legit injury. So, um, I have to say that the, uh, I had no expectations for that match whatsoever. And I did feel a little weird about Adam Cole being out there for the whole thing. Um, and, you know, it kind of worked when he was looking for the ring or whatever, but, uh, I, I gotta give props to MJF because he did a lot more in that match than I expected anybody to be able to do. Um, the match still, like, I didn't expect the match to be, anything special the match was was fine is it one of them like that and that really sums up the entire pay-per-view you know like a long story short like i think it was a good pay-per-view with good matches but i think it was the weakest AEW pay-per-view to date it wasn't bad but it wasn't as good as as other ones have been well like once again it was thrown together what a week and a half before the actual date you know i mean we had because all we've had for six weeks is a continental classic and yeah. literally nothing else true and so not to jump too far ahead but dynamite on wednesday was awesome in my opinion it was so refreshing it was so different seeing everybody it was a throwback feel yeah. there were people on tv that we haven't seen in forever um i really really liked that reset yeah yeah and uh you know obviously the probably one of the big things from that was deanna peraza coming out and uh you know love it yeah once again you know there were there were two free agents as somebody who watches everything AEW does and doesn't really watch all of the other products on a regular basis the two main free agents i wanted tony khan to get for the show that i watch will osprey deanna peraza check mark on both so i'm happy i don't really other ones are are great fine whatever um but you know like those were the two that i really wanted to see happen and i think as much crap as the women's division AEW has gotten and rightfully so and a lot of that has been on booking not necessarily just on talent um between who is there now who may be there very soon and who may be coming back from injury soon it's a lot better than it was. Um, and hopefully it gets more of a focus than it's had. Did, did we benefit from Russell kingdom 18 happening this past week uh, for a you know, dynamite? Because I, yes, I think know. so. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I mean, there's oh, probably plenty of fans, you know, in Newark, New Jersey, were just like, well, I didn't get to see Moxley and I didn't get to see Danielson and all this stuff. But like a week without them and Jericho and all sorts of people like, not even I, I hate to put MJF in that category, but like everybody that's just been constantly on TV was gone. 
this week. And it was so nice to be like, hey, we have other people here too. And Daniel or Daniel Garcia and Swerve Strickland in the main event and all this stuff. Like it was just, it was, it felt like the early days of AEW to me. It really did. Um, do I expect next week to kind of be back to what we were at before? Probably. But uh, I, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Danger, what were you going to say? Uh, I forgot exactly what I was going to say, but I will say that we got the dance off we needed as well. <laughs> yes, not not in full, not in full. It didn't didn't completely go, but but we teased it enough to where where everybody was popping. Everyone wanted to see it, but we didn't we didn't have to see Mox, which is great because seeing him on every show every week is is getting a bit much. Yeah, did you see? And his- I mean, I it, it's not you know he's not booking, but like the. He lost to Kingston at the pay-per-view, which put Eddie over. And that was a good match. I, you know, like I said, I, I'm, I need a break from Moxley, but that match was one of the better ones on the card, no doubt about it. And then Moxley also lost at Wrestle Kingdom and stuff. Like he's yeah. been doing a little bit more putting some people over in recent weeks. And that's what I'd like to see because he is a made star who does not need a championship. He doesn't need to win every single match. He doesn't need to be on TV every week. And I really wish he would just take a vacation. Did you, did you see his, uh, uh, red hood, uh, Batman inspired, uh, uh, wrestling gear for Russell kingdom that that's what it was, was, uh, a heel in, uh, in DC comics, uh, red hood. And it was, a. It's interesting. I like when people do that stuff, uh, you know, on occasion. Like I know Russell Kingdom, you get a lot of people trying out new stuff, and uh, they're, and you know, uh, and it's not a bad thing for Dynamite not to have those guys on for one week because we got to see, you know, I mean, it claimed really the claimed has been nowhere, and they came out and got uh, you know reintroduced yep. them themselves to the crowd. Trying to the make, guns were back with Jay White. Yeah, the guns came out. So, and Jay White as well. You know, um, you know. I thought you know coming off of, uh, and it's the new year, so that's when you expect new things. You know, uh, you expect the, the surprise new things. Deanna Praza. I don't know if it was much of a surprise, uh, but uh, it, they kind well, of. Well, and even I mean, Deanna. That was so perfect to have her debut in New Jersey, in North Jersey, like in her home area. That crowd was awesome for her. Um, I don't know if I expected her to get that big of a response, but really, really liked that. And and that was on the heels of what I thought was a great match Mariah between May. Mariah May, yeah. who I've been really looking forward to, you know, like seeing her getting going in AEW. And Queen Amanata like really got to shine in that match too. I mean, that was a big match for her, who's put in plenty of the losses on dark and all that stuff. Um, she got a ton off. I mean, there was a solid two minutes straight where it was all her, which is really weird to see in a debut match for somebody else. But um, that entire segment, I mean, it it worked well for everybody. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it, you know, it was. It was. It was a good week uh, for uh, for Dynamite as well, uh, as well as all wrestling. I think in general because of you know Raw kicking off on New Year's Day, and. Let, you know, and then them having, you know, some surprises along the way. Um, next thing I want to any show where we can get in shots at the state of New Jersey, I'm happy about. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, uh, um, but uh, I might as well mention while I'm at it, uh, of course, if you were watching Raw on Monday night, you saw a big surprise The Rock um, coming back and. Don't hinder gender. <laughs> yeah, gender comes out, and you know, gender did a really good job yeah. in the role he had. He was absolutely. Doing. 
Oh, props to him too for being like it seems like he's got to be such a great sport about all this. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're still continuing to tease him on social media with like showing just the crowd shots of all the reactions when his music hit and stuff. Like that's not a that's not an easy thing. You know, if you're somebody who actually won the WWE title and then to to kind of swallow your pride and play along with that role, like uh, props to Ginger. Yeah. So Triple H, you know, had been teasing online and stuff that there was going to be an ex champion coming out on Monday Night Raw, and then it's Ginger comes out, and you see the disappointed faces in everybody in the crowd because earlier in the day there had been reports The Rock had been uh, meeting with people, meeting with, uh, uh, you know, um, the the con of WWE as well. And so Ginger comes out and, you know, starts ranting and whatnot, and then The Rock comes out and tells him to shut up and pretty much, you know, empties the ring from him whoever came up with gender's promo i don't know if it was him or if it was written for him he sang the national anthem in punjabi and then getting the people to boo it and then going you just booed your own national anthem that's that's a money line oh yeah that was good yeah he probably wanted to be significant he didn't want to just be swatted like a fly once the rock came out unfortunately that's what did happen though i mean we got the rock back and the Rock, you know, uh, you get a, you know, we've seen Rock. Rock wasn't on. It wasn't that long ago. What was it like? Right before Survivor Series, I think Rock was on as well when they were in Green Bay, and he came out. And but this time, uh, it wasn't a generic promo. It was, you know, hey, things are happening, and then he, you know, and then he teased, you know, something with Roman Reigns, and you know, I mean, I, I to be honestly, this is a couple of years too late for this whole thing if they're going to go with it, but. You know, just because it's been, it would have been so much hotter a couple of years ago, you know, but just a way to give a, a filler that maybe some people think like, I don't think anybody thinks that there's a chance of a title change at that four way, the rumble, but maybe this will allow people to think like, oh, maybe Roman's going to lose it in Perth at elimination chamber, which is where that match needs to happen. Not WrestleMania. Yeah, Danger, you you thought that that they they might be hinting at something earlier than WrestleMania. There, there was there was a news station in Perth. They got a Freedom of Information, uh, you know, request in, and in the request, when Perth paid a ton of money for Elimination Chamber, it, well, it's a paid show, and in paying that money, they they were allowed to ask for people to show up, and they asked for Dwayne Johnson, so. There's no there, you know, the WWE's uh, response was redacted from the 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 whole thing, so we don't know if it's going to happen there. But that's where it needs to happen. Yeah, well, I mean, no, I, I think it, it would be huge for that show in Australia to sell tickets for that huge stadium. It's a match people want to see, but doing it there would not take away from what needs to happen at WrestleMania. It should have happened last year, WrestleMania. Do you know there's been a lot of conjecture about Cody Rhodes and you know it has he been pushed back down the line from you know being in the main event and but they he's portrayed every week as the guy on on Raw he's you know he's the guy who you know uh the kids love that they mean they have the perfect camera shots every time he comes out of you know everyone cheering and everything but if it doesn't happen this year, it will not happen then. It was, I mean, you know, how many years can, you know, I mean, you know, he, they talked about his story being told again, written, you know, and it's like, uh, you know, they're bringing the stuff back up. So, I mean, obviously, you know, 
I, I personally don't want to see Cody Rhodes win the Royal Rumble a second year in a row to be able to take on Roman Reigns and lose again. Elimination chamber. Yeah. I just like I, there were plenty of wrestling fans a year ago that said like, oh, this will mean even more when Cody Rhodes wins it next year because he's had to wait even longer and he's gone through these challenges and stuff. That sure that would have been a possibility, but I don't think that's the case. I think it's it's flat compared to what it was. And I don't see a way for them to. I, I hope they figure something out because I, I nothing comes to mind that they can do booking wise over these next two or three months to make him as big of a challenger as he was last year. Um, you did, if he if he won the rumble again, it wouldn't mean nearly as much. Uh, like there's, if he wins elimination chamber, it's it's obvious, it's predictable. Like, I, I just don't think there's a way for them to make the story this year seem as important as it was last year. And therefore, I think when he does win that title, it's going to be like, okay, cool, finally happened. Yeah, it probably, Where last it, year, the place would have went bonkers. And you're thinking it probably won't happen on WrestleMania then, you know? I mean, I mean, it, no, I think it will, oh, but it I will? still just, okay. I just don't think it's going to have that same feeling that it did last year. You know, you know, it's going to be awesome is when he wins that WrestleMania and then Damian Priest cash in right afterwards. <laughs> DC, what do you think? Honestly, <laughs> I don't, I don't hate that. I really yeah. don't hate And I'm a big Cody fan and I want to see Cody win yeah. that belt. But uh, I mean, that's the type of thing that gets heat and yeah. would make it more interesting because uh, like there's going to be that we've always talked about it there's going to be that time period after he wins the belt where it's like okay now what so that's a perfect way to to swerve and put him back on the hunt um yeah if, if damian priest is a world title guy which well now, now the question that i begged to, to uh, uh mention is the rock coming out I mean, does this throw a monkey wrench into any of the storyline for Cody Rhodes? I mean, it could have last year, and that's when we originally thought, you know, maybe the best chance of it happening might have been last year, but it wasn't. It could be a benefit in terms of if you've got Roman's focus on The Rock through late February that Cody can do his thing to try to become the challenger again, but we don't. Like it could be a benefit that Cody and Roman don't become focused on each other until closer to Mania, so it doesn't get too dragged out for months and months because we've done everything with those promos between those guys and stuff. Like, there's not much more there. Like, yes, there's been feuds in wrestling that have lasted years and years, but I don't know if they're going to come up with something new and fresh that we would care about for them to start that feud now and not have the match for three months. So. Uh, I think The Rock will be kind of a good distraction for a while. Um, that being said, I don't even feel like I have to say this, but if WWE was to have Roman end his title reign by dropping it to The Rock, it would be yet another one of the biggest mistakes of all time. Because they've done stuff like that before. They have. Look at who CM Punk dropped the title to and everything else. Like, There's been lots of situations like that over the years that i would really hope they're not like oh hey let's give australia this big moment and have the rock end this years and years long reign out of nowhere because he just came back but i don't i think i want to think they're smarter than that you would think I, so. I see him playing the spoiler role not in the sense of taking the title off of roman but costing roman the title prior to wrestlemania i could see that happening <laughs> yeah i could see, maybe they would wrestle at Maybe they would wrestle, you know, in Perth or whatever, and then and and Rock would lose, 
but he would get screwed by his family or whatever because Rock did mention he wants to sit at the head of the table, la, 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 la. Um, and then, and then rock comes back and makes sure Cody wins. And then, you know, yeah, that'd be a feel special good guest referee, Dwayne Johnson. You can, yeah. you can, in the next month, they can build three huge matches for mania. You get the title off of Roman, give it to let, let Randy Orton walk away with it. And then Cody doesn't have to face Roman Reigns to finish his story. He needs to win the title to finish his story. I think at this point, I'd rather see a program between Orton and Rhodes, given their history. And then we could get a Rock versus Roman Reigns, and then we can have a Punk versus Rollins. I think those are three huge matchups. Yeah, I th- and that's yeah, where... and I think like Punk and Rollins is, a, is obviously set in stone. I mean, we know we're going that route, but uh, I don't know if... The, the only way that works in my mind is if you really make Randy Orton look strong as hell. Just because I don't want it to see it seem like okay, well, Cody couldn't beat Roman, and we know he wasn't going to beat Roman, but they did it this way. So, like, yeah, he could beat Randy Orton or something like that. Like, I just don't want it to seem like the only reason he's winning is because he's not facing Roman, kind of thing. If that makes sense. Well, did, did right, you... but the, the the problem with the problem is all these challengers. How many matches has Roman won cleanly? There's always been some kind of dusty finish on them. Yep. All of his last title defenses. Yep. So I don't think it I don't think it makes anybody well, look weak. Plus, I think there's some poetic justice in Roman losing his title to outside interference. Certainly. Yeah. Did, you, did you see last night? Obviously, last night then a SmackDown, we were trying to get a number one contender. And then the the table, rocking the table came down and wrecked it all at the very end of the show so that there was no winner. And, you know, um, and, and, and all the, uh, you know, all the pieces to the puzzle were out there. Your GM was out there, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's, I like how they're portraying Nick Aldis. He's not I like, I like yeah. how they're doing. He's no BS, just doing his job. And just guess what? You guys want to ruin this? You're facing all of them. Remember he was an NWA champ, heavyweight champion, not that long ago before he joined WWE. I mean, this guy wrestled, he does wrestle. I would love to see him wrestle in WWE. It's one thing we've never seen from him yet since he's been there, but you know, who knows, you know, I mean, you know, yeah, I do like Nick Aldis as a strong, uh, you know, both, both actually, both GMs are acting strong, doing, making statements about what's going on. But that last night, just obviously all this is going to come out next week and be completely uh, uh, angry about how that all ended because it just got torn apart at the end. It was a great match, by the way, too. And I don't think they were – I don't feel like anyone was coming out strong from that, except for AJ was uh, selling like a million dollars last night, by the way. And it's like I'm glad he's back because he he took a match like that and moves it up a lot when he's getting killed by everybody. Um, it was a fun match last night. If you saw that, but yeah, I don't, you know, we'll see where this is going, but I was going to say this punk come in, you know, punk obviously stays on raw and doesn't come into play in any of this stuff too, even though the, 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 he's getting quite the hype everywhere, even on SmackDown. So, um, no, it's, it's punk and Rollins. Yeah. They, they've already set that and they've set that in motion already. Stuff that Rollins he was doing a year before punk was even available, you know, uh, you know, why not base a little bit on the truth, you know? A little bit, you know, uh, so, but yeah, so we had, uh, so we got a lot of craziness going on. We, uh, did this past week with all, you know, debuts and everything. There was a whole slew of debuts that, you know, we had like last night on SmackDown, we saw, you know, what are the AOP, uh, 
showing up with, uh, of course, uh, also t- uh, Tyler Bates uh, being the mystery tag partner last night with, uh, uh, which I, apparently I, I didn't know all the information about the history going back between uh, Tyler Bates uh, last night, you know, and, and that he had tagged with his partner, you know, for years and years and years before he ever came to WWE. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, so there was, there was lots of great debuts last night. Um, and even, and, and we'll, I mean, we'll talk about debuts in this segment. Well, even, uh, new Japan pro wrestling, we've got, uh, Dolph Ziggler, Nick Nemeth showing up this past week. Uh, it seems like a lot of guys who are free can go want to go to New Japan and do like some great make some money, do some cool stuff in there, and then maybe come back to the United States. Uh, who do you think? Who do you guys think was the biggest debut this past week? Because we had uh, we had you know authors of pain, you know Nick Nemeth in New Japan, which to me that kind of stands out a bit. Diana Peraza. What, what what do you think the biggest one was? And an interesting thing was Ellering uh, also taking, I guess, carrying cross under his wing too. And with the authors of pain, they came out as a trio. Apparently trios are the big things now too. So, uh, but what do you, what do you guys think? Dan, DC big, biggest uh, return this week. Well, if we're talking debuts, yeah. I would, I would say Perazzo. I agree with that completely. Uh, I mean, yeah, she's somebody that immediately, I mean, she immediately called out Tony storm. She's immediately in that women's world title picture. Uh, Perazzo instantly makes that division better. And and a lot of people have gotten a lot of time in that division in recent months and have improved a lot. Um, obviously, Julia Hart's improved a lot. I didn't love the match with her and Abaddon at the pay-per-view. Um, but she's improved a lot and Sky Blue and others and stuff. But Perazzo is somebody that immediately comes in and leapfrogs a lot of these people. And people knew her, too. I mean, you sometimes people yeah. show up and they're not sure sure who they are, but the crowd knew who she was on Wednesday. Apparently a certain crowd last night did not know who Paul Ellering was. That's well, because he didn't come out with his guys at first. He just was out there and then they came out and, and, you know, yeah, Paul Ellering, not obvious, you know, I mean, you know, gosh, you know, when's the last time we saw Paul Ellering in the, uh, you know, I mean, the last time we saw him, he was suspended above the ring in a shark cage. That's very true. It's it's just interesting that he comes back with him. You know, obviously he has the history with Road Warriors and everything. You know, as well as his daughter being a, a wrestler too, um, as well. But uh, no, you're right. People, I, I guess people. You know, heck, I don't even know Karrion Cross anymore. When he's got hair, he just looks like every other guy. You know, he, he looks like Wardlow kind of. You know, so yeah, I would say outside has- of Peraza, though, the 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 two New Japan um, debuts, seeing Nick Nemeth over there. And then seeing that uh, seeing that uh, piece with Riddle, yeah, Matt Riddle. So showing I, I, I'm interested to see what they're going to do over there. I, as a fan, like I'm a fan of Nemeth, and I like to catch New Japan when I can. Um, but I just I don't feel like Wrestle Kingdom had the same feeling this year as it's had the last six or seven years. Um, that I, I don't know if it's going to be a huge deal for them. Uh, I feel like it could have, they could have found a way to make that like the Nemeth part specifically be more of a headline. I don't really, I'll be honest. Like, I mean, I obviously I've never really been a fan of, of riddle and stuff, but um, he, he's a talented athlete without <laughs> about it. But I just don't think, 
I don't think he's signing with anybody that's gonna like it. To me, he's now past his prime. WWE was his shot at being a big star, and he was there. Um, but I don't see AEW taking him. I don't see his stuff with other companies making that big of a deal. And I think, I honestly, like I was, I was trying to remember who the other person was when Danny just mentioned that because I was like, yeah, somebody <laughs> else. Oh yeah, it was, it was Riddle. Yeah, like I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's that. But then again, I, like I'm also not not an aop guy at all yeah uh, so that that meant nothing to me whatsoever um i'd rather see cross do his own thing so um well they they ran like that little vignette with aop or whatever teasing them coming back like a week ago or whatever so still you know yeah i don't i mean i didn't see it last night so i don't know like did the crowd care about aop i literally don't know not really like yeah. or were did they go were they in the arena itself or was it just like a vignette thing no it was in they came in and interrupted a match and and okay. and that and that but after paul ellering had come out on stage and then really the only one who got a reaction from the crowd was carrying cross and it's only because people know who he is you know i don't think you know the, the danger i just think of all the people they brought back that they had gotten rid of and i just don't like do we see aop being like tag champions or something or whatever like are they actually gonna or in a month from now is going to be like, oh, yeah, they brought those guys back. But yeah. they're just there. I mean, of. there's nothing remarkable about their first run in the company. That's the whole thing is it was like very short and uh, nothing. No, I don't think anything that remarkable. They did more in NXT than they did on any of the other shows. So I, they almost should have just gone back there because NXT has been kind of established as this place where you can go back home to or. You can show up as a star from the main roster and go there and do stuff like that. That crowd probably would care. Yeah. Oh, I bet. You know, they're, they're obviously they're the diehards in the smaller crowd there in Orlando when they do those shows. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. They, you know, obviously would have known well in advance as well, but yeah, that, you know, the, the debuts, the re-debuts of everybody. Some people were expecting Trinity to show up. Uh, Trinity's contract, I guess, with TNA is over after this next pay-per-view, uh, which is a week from today, I believe. Yeah. One week I'd, from today. I'd expect that. If that rumor is true, I'd expect that Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble? Yeah. Okay. So, so you know, uh, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, her husband still works in WWE as well. So, but that and, you know, obviously Mercedes Monet. I'm uh, starting to wonder, like, it's nobody's fault, but. Uh, you know, obviously Mercedes has been injured and all this stuff, but had she like gone to AEW like a year ago or something, like I think it would have made a big splash. I I'm starting to wonder, like at this point, if she shows up, like say she shows up in Jacksonville on Wednesday, like is it really gonna be a huge deal, or are people kind of like they've waited, like they've expected it for so long? It's kind of like, oh, well, it finally happened. Um, I mean, from a wrestling perspective. I think she's a very talented worker. I think she's a big star. I think it can make a huge impact. And I think more than anything, if she comes in, it could really help the women's division be more legitimate and kind of cement that they get more attention in TV time than they're currently getting, which would be a really big help for them than to not just have one match a week. Um, but from a wrestling perspective, I'm I'm more excited about Deanna being there, to be honest. I, I agree. I agree. And, and, you know, and plus Deanna was working great in, in impact wrestling before coming here. So it's not like she had any time off. She's definitely, you know, in, 
you know, peak form. So we're going to get thrown right into it. There's well, and she's also, Deanna is an awesome person, like such a sweetheart of a person. And I like very well loved by the wrestling community, by the people that work in AEW and on the Indies and impact and all that stuff. Mercedes is one of those ones where like, I guess maybe my hesitation is when we've, you know, like talking about this week's dynamite kind of feeling like a throwback to the early days and the day one people and that kind of stuff. What we've seen in recent years in AEW when people like the punkster come in, sometimes it's, it kind of throws the dynamic off a little bit. Mercedes Monet is a made star. You bring somebody like that who obviously like, I, I think she at least pretends to have an attitude. I don't know if that's necessarily her in real life these uh, days. Um, you know, like, but her coming into the locker room, is it, would it be a positive thing for everybody to like come in and be a team player and help elevate the show and the ratings and the division and the ticket sales and all that stuff? Or is it going to be come in and like, oh, here's this superstar who has their own locker room and like takes away all the attention and stuff like that, maybe not through any fault of her own. But I guess there's just some hesitancy like bringing in somebody that was a big star in the other company again and seeing how that goes with the dynamic of everything else. Well, they went out of their way at uh, uh, all in to show her in the crowd, you know, and even have like, you know, uh, her name on the, on a banner underneath her. So, I mean, uh, but yeah, you know, I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, and I don't know. So, I mean, I know some people that absolutely love Sasha Banks thought Sasha Banks was the best thing in the world. People's daughters who want to be Sasha Banks and everything. I think she's been gone too long, you know, and you know, for people That's, to, yeah. for people to remember Sasha Banks, I mean, unless she came back to the WWE, which she was negotiating, you know, um, I don't know. You know, it's like, I don't, you know, I don't know if she's, she's a needle mover, you know, to be honest with you. If she came to AEW, would she be a needle mover? Probably not. I don't think. I, I don't know. It just, it like, it also makes me think of when Soraya came in and like, there was a huge pop for her debut. And then it's like, all right, well, where are we going with this? And it's kind of, I don't want to say it's a lose lose situation because you gain so much if you get Mercedes Monet on that roster. But like, if she comes in, and she immediately like becomes the top star of the division that it makes everybody else that's been there look kind of weak and devalues them. If she comes in and she puts people over, then it kills her stock. Like it's a tough situation to kind of book that too. Yeah. And I don't um, think we've ever seen that in AEW with a woman come in and just dominate immediately. You know, like the, uh, we, what was it called? The one sting punch where sting would punch people and they would fly out of the ring, you know, and he would get over, you know, coming in as, you know, I don't think anybody's ever come in and dominated and cleared house and, said this is my house you usually have to work your way in especially in the Plenty of people said this is my house they all say yeah, this they, is my yeah. house obviously but they would uh Who's yeah house? i think it's, it's, a, house it's i think i think it's soraya's house isn't it because i believe uh, soraya <laughs> called for it there we go uh <laughs> got a lot of good dancing this week but yeah no i mean there's that's and that's potential. anybody else think that dance off had hogan rock vibes <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. They they were trying to do it by doing the slow turn to the camera and slow turn to the crowd. You know, they were trying to do it. And, you know, like the couple of people right up the middle were like buying into it. So, uh, 
Yeah, it'll happen again. It'll happen again. We're going to get a lot of Daniel Garcia this year, I have a feeling. You know, especially with as much, so. as much as we got. And, and what do you guys think about the finals? Uh, you know, because at the pay-per-view, we got the finals of the Continental Classic, the blue versus the gold or whatever. I think it was pretty predictable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was the most predictable uh, AEW pay-per-view to date. And that, that's something we talked about in recent weeks, too, is I don't like how predictable the product is on a weekly basis. But um, I, I think once Kingston started to turn things around and then once it's like, oh, mathematically, like, he could do this, then he'll get in the final and he's not going to lose. Like, he wasn't going to lose to Moxley in a final. That would have been such a horrible decision for uh, a million different reasons. But now there's confusion with, like, all right, so Kingston's defending tonight against Trent on collision, but like, is it for one of the three belts or like, we still, still very, very confusing. Like what counts as like, is the continental crown one title or three? Does he defend them separately? Does he carry all three belts all the time? Like, I, I don't, I, I hope they know what the answer is. I hope Tony Khan knows the answer to that question. I don't, I'm not confident he does. But. I'm hoping so too, as well. That, uh, yeah, that Tony Khan is, uh, um, I don't know. Well, at least Tony Khan's the not wearing itself the, was great. It was Tony Khan's not whole... wearing the wig and glasses anymore at this point, a week later. <laughs> yeah. The, the continental classic was great for a lot of people. Like, like I, and now we find out at past tense that Roosh, had been injured after the second match of the classic and still wrestled three more matches uh, with an injury. Uh, and now Roosh is going to take some time off, but I, man, give him kudos to that. You got to figure people are going to get hurt, you know, when you put the, you know, and the, uh, the high quality of wrestlers against each other, things happen. People get hurt. Muscles get pulled, things get torn and Roosh got hurt. And so Roosh and now Roosh will be out for a while, but I think Roosh definitely came off good in that tournament as well. Everybody did actually Andrade, you know, smelled, smelled sweet at the end of it. Now Andrade is going to show up on in WWE next week or something, you know, I know he went to, I know he went to CMLL or whatever has already wrestled there, but I mean, I know that the, the, the talk has been, he's coming back to WWE. So he's, he's wrestling in, gcw two more times this month too i don't know i mean andrade to me like i he's such a good wrestler he really is but um i don't know if he's like he's just burned a lot of bridges at this point or whatever but i, I just i i was hoping like it was nice to see him finally getting matches on a weekly basis and getting to showcase how good he is and it's just disappointing that it, it was understandably too little too late yeah. in terms of the booking that he was, he was already halfway out the door. So, um, yeah, at least he got to go out like looking like a star. So yeah, I know a lot of times um, they, they, they job you out all the way out and he did not, he, I mean, he did lose at the end, but, uh, he looked and that was part of the really predictable pay-per-view where yeah. like everybody knew that CJ was going to turn and Miro was going to win that match. I mean, that was the betting odds on that were you were making like, a dime off a $25 bet or something at that point. So, well, yeah, who's staying and who's leaving. So, you know, maybe Miro will now get some more opportunities, you know, I mean, they saw, you know, we know Miro can wrestle. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I mean, Andrade, yeah, we knew, I knew we could wrestle when he was in NXT. So we had, we had seen that insane match even here in Rochester for that NXT show with him versus Drew McIntyre, where, 
you know, they were two big guys just tore the house down, you know, in Rochester. And it was, it was, it was super exciting. So yeah, it's uh yeah, but he's definitely, and of course, obviously Charlotte had the surgery this week. We saw Charlotte had had a long post about thanking everybody being behind her for you know, what she's going through and everything. And, you know, no, it was a really nice post that she put up and yeah. signed it as Ashley and everything. Like it, it was a, it was a pretty genuine thing, and obviously, I'm a Charlotte fan, so I, uh, it sucks to see her out. The the thing that's kind of weird to me that we were just kind of mentioning in there, in the midst of all that, is like the working through injuries, like Roosh yeah. and MJF yeah. and all this stuff. It's just weird that we're in this time frame now where like we see all these matches with people with like three cases of KT tape on their shoulders and all this stuff, like uh working through injuries and stuff but then in the same week it'd be like oh the doctor didn't clear them to wrestle they can't wrestle tonight what well how are they clearing these other people that are like super injured and like oh that they can wrestle but like this guy can't like there's got to be some kind of a consistency from a a booking standpoint or whatever that is um and I mean, I don't know when they figured out that Keith Lee couldn't go, but man, was that disappointing to like, you're finally going to get that match. Yeah. we got, And then that gets pulled. When, when did you know that he wasn't going to like be cleared for that? And honestly, like no disrespect to him or whatever, but like nobody cared about swerve versus Dustin Rhodes. I mean, that's a dynamite match at best these days. That is not a suitable replacement uh, to, to, to like, Dustin Rhodes is a legend, all this stuff. I don't want to talk badly about him, but he's not somebody who ever gets time on TV. Why is he the one that gets slotted into the pay-per-view match as the replacement? True, yeah. And it's and Keith Lee, obviously, we saw him wrestle the week before on Dynamite. He wrestled and won. And it's like, did something happen during that match the week before? You know, I was, I was wondering that because... But he said after final battle, he's been... He yeah. had a re-aggravation of whatever injury hurt last year that he's been dealing with for a year and a half. Which well, I mean, yeah, a- they had they had time between those to, I don't know, pivot or between, between his COVID bout in WWE and his injuries since he's come to AEW, he's had a bad run of it. No, and you got to wonder when is that like, like I, I it's not his fault in this situation. No. It sucks, and we and I still want to see that match. But you got to wonder, like, how many more bad luck situations he can fall into where he's not, he's going to be out of chances in terms of like the crowd getting excited about him again. And they may be like, people could, looking forward yeah. to this match, and yet again, it didn't happen. And now it's just like, all right, well, in a month, do they try it again? Are people going to be like, oh, okay, maybe it's going to happen this time? I don't care. I can say they could save him for when Swerve does win the title finally, and they could have that blow off match as his first challenger. You know, yeah. I I think that, I mean we all know that whenever if and when the match finally happens, Keith Lee's not winning it. More of that yeah. predictability that just happens from in this situation making a huge star out of Swerve. So um, I guess the question is how long does it take for Swerve to take that title and does he take it directly from Samoa Joe? But I think I, I would have to believe everybody feels at this point that Swerve will be AEW World Champion in 2024. And maybe the first half of it. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. You have to. I mean, like, they same type of thing, like, when they had won the belts originally, him and Keith, uh, when they struck gold, like, with the acclaimed and that kind of, like, it's one of those things where, like, he's hot right now and you don't know what 
could happen in the future, whether it's injuries, whether it's whatever, um, strike while the iron is hot. He's He's got to be the next champion. I agree. I agree 100%. And, and we'll see. I mean, and you know what? It's a good time to kill time while people get back from injuries too. He might be a great interim we'll say until we do get the uh what they what are they going by now the uh uh, uh what the is mobile embassy yeah no 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 the the kingdom the undisputed kingdom undisputed, uh, undisputed kingdom, undisputed yeah. kingdom. Yeah. uh yeah so i think that you know that undisputed kingdom and wardlow and wardlow and yeah wardlow. yeah that's always gonna seem weird um <laughs> and i, I mean I, I do think too like the the Adam Cole reveal like it was predictable but I, I like how they pulled it off with like I'm so sick of the lights being turned out but coming back with him sitting in the chair was cool um, even though at that moment you're like okay it's Adam Cole like this is the reveal whatever it's not a huge surprise to to many people but um, I thought he I thought the promo to open Dynamite was really strong to uh, come out open the show after I think they just gave him like the Dynamite pyro Um at the beginning of his entrance, but came out and it was just, it was really good. And like, he's, he was so popular as a baby face, but I mean, he showed again Wednesday that he is a great heel too. And this will be fun to see this other side of him. Now. Um, the problem is like that we're diving into this now at a time where Max is gone and Cole is still hurt. And so like, is there going to be a payoff to a lot of this stuff? Or it was kind of just like, well, we've got to wrap up this devil angle because MGF is hurt and it's been, it's taken too long. And now it's like, oh, okay, well, like, is there going to be more to that story? Or is that story kind of done? So hopefully, hopefully Adam Cole is factored into stuff like this. Well, you keep him relevant. Um, and I'm just curious how long it's going to be until he can actually have a match again. doesn't look like it's close still i saw someone post on twitter saying you know adam cole as a manager vince was right you know um mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah that's that's what i did too it's like uh yeah no see there was people that immediately jumped of course on wwe side on if you guys know what we're talking about adam cole left wwe because vince mcmahon would only bring him up to the quote-unquote raw or smackdown show if he like was a manager well, he was he, supposed to be a manager for changed his Bearcat. name, cut his uh, hair. Keith Lee, he was supposed to manage, wasn't it? Yeah, Did I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Bearcat. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that terrible moniker uh, he was given. So bad. Yeah, that was so. You know, we'll, we'll, you know what? I think in a good a, a good time for them to all heal and everything. Yeah, let Swerve like get a run at that title. Let him take on Joe or. Depends on where they want to go. They really haven't really teased much, but we're going to get Joe tonight uh, on, uh, I think on he's coming out in collision tonight to make an announcement. Maybe we'll get the first setup of who Joe might be. Uh, or maybe that's on uh, Dynamite. I think that's Wednesday. Yeah. On Dynamite. yeah, I haven't had a chance to go through uh, all the news and everything. but uh, Tonight the big thing is FTR and House of Black in the match that it seemed like they didn't book on the pay-per-view because collision was in Charlotte this week. And sure enough, that to be true that they wanted to save that for kind of a hometown like feel with ftr so um that match should be very very good tonight yeah bojangles coliseum oh man what a delicious coliseum <laughs> <laughs> go for one of those cajun filet biscuits right now very cool very cool so uh let's see uh well i'll just go through some news and then we'll get out of here because i mean there's a bunch of news that uh, this 
I'll just string it along for everybody. But, you know, there's, you know, uh, this past week, the XFL and USFL decided to merge and go by one name, the UFL United football league. That's owned by Dwayne, the rock Johnson and his wife, ex-wife, Danny Garcia, uh, not to be confused with Daniel Garcia, uh, appear, they appeared on the Fox NFL pregame show last Sunday to announce the new name and start date. And, uh, so the rock's still involved with the minor league football going on. Um, go DC defenders. Thank you, Rennie. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, they had a good DC defenders had a good team, but we'll see what happens. But that was kind of started off the week news. Obviously Kevin Dunn, uh, is no longer with WWE anymore. Yeah. Uh, love that. Love let, that. Let's see if we can get rid of the zoom in zoom outs real quick. Cause, uh, that, that is probably the worst thing that Dunn had done in his tenure in WWE was, 147 oh, probably, camera changes in one minute. Yeah. That's probably worse things he's done. We just, there's NDAs and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Good old NDAs. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. of NDAs, I did want to make a chance. I, I did. I did. I, I did want to mention the Chris Jericho signs that I saw on the pay-per-view last weekend. Chris Jericho, uh, you know, got into, we talked about it last week a little bit, got into an argument with CM Punk's lawyer about how he did not sign an NDA and he was in the room when the fight took place, which means he could talk about it. And then some other people started bringing up that Chris Jericho made some people sign NDAs, uh, that, uh, so, and then they were removed from the company. Um, and, uh, there's a lot of people booing him, uh, on the pay-per-view last week. And then we didn't see him at all this week on TV, which, uh, I don't know if they're going to arrest him or what, or, but, you know, someone asked Tony Khan about it in the scrum and said, uh, that the, 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 you know, there's no investigations or anything going into Chris Jericho right now over any of the stuff that came out and that, uh, you know, he's not going to address it. So, uh, but, uh, who is it that he had, uh, that he had gotten fired, uh, uh, for, well, he didn't he get Ky- Kylie Ray left. Okay. Ky- uh, okay. It was Kylie Ray. Yeah. 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 And I mean, in that situation, like Jericho technically didn't necessarily, he may have been telling the truth that he didn't sign an NDA on that, but, uh, others in that alleged situation may have, um, certainly, I mean, if there were contract payouts or things like that, um, but yeah, the whole situation is is pretty uncomfortable. Everything about it is so weird to me. I mean, this is something from 2019 that is popping back up. And if it's a true story, it deserves to pop back up whenever. Um, it happens hours before sending Jericho out first with his song to everybody in the, the which was just to me like I, I don't know. Like if people are used to that, that'd be weird, I guess, if you didn't send him out there, but like sending him out first for that match like to me was just tone deaf it it didn't look good um and he should sit for i mean he should sit for a while anyway i hate that Guevara is right back to having to be with him and stuff at least sammy got the pin in that match but um i just uh, the whole thing is a mess and um it i don't understand how in the world an owner a, a big boss of a company does not realize or have somebody that works for him who has the cojones to tell the dude to take off the damn wig and sunglasses from Tony Storm's thing 
because people are now asking you about a very serious thing in this media scrum, these media scrums that like you insist on doing after these pay-per-views, even though you talk for four hours and you don't say anything. Um, but like to, to still be answering questions about the Jericho thing with that crap on his head was the most stupid thing I've seen from him yet. Um, and, I, I just, I don't get how that happens. And if it was anyone else, it would be very telling that he didn't, that he didn't just flat out deny it, but Tony doesn't ever say anything about anything. Right. He just he, kind of rambles and then starts promoting the next show. Yeah. So. And talks about how many tickets were sold at all in and Wembley and all this stuff and things that were not asked about all that. No, I, I, I hate myself for watching those media scrums. Because I always watch the whole thing and afterward and during it, I'm just like, why am I wasting my time on this? He doesn't, the same thing with the media calls he does three days out from a pay-per-view. He doesn't actually say anything ever. Um, you could predict. I did enjoy Tony say. Storm calling out Wendy Richter. Oh, that was amazing. Yes, that, that made was it hilarious. watching the scrum. <laughs> that was so, like, I think that's the only time I've ever legitimately laughed out loud at something anybody has ever said in a media scrum or press conference in my life. Like that was, that was gold. I th I think you you'd also would be honored to get hit by one of her high heel shoes as she's flying away, because uh, it seems like that's a a uh, you know, people are dodging them and whatnot every time she seems to be leaving the set. So uh, I, I'm a big fan of Tony Storm, but yeah, no, he uh, he he's really good at talking about nothing for a very long time, and that I mean he would work perfect in. I don't the even know if he's really good at it. He just. <laughs> I, he'd be perfect working for WWE, you know, I mean, because they're so good at doing that already, you know, that's exactly how, you know, they don't address anything, you know, so uh, his way of deflecting is just rambling on and on and on bringing up something else in the middle of it so and then going, you, yeah, and then going off on it for a while, you know, I don't know. Tr Triple H uh, channeled his inner Tony Khan for his major announcement this week. Yeah, yes, I, I, yeah. There was supposed to be a major announcement. I don't even know what it was. I don't think it was. <clears throat> it was announcing things that everybody already knew. Yeah, I don't think the. Yeah. It was announcing something they put out a press release for ten hours earlier. It's the the NXT and it's that whole weekend in Toronto. Oh yeah, yeah, Money yeah. In the bank. Yeah, we've got uh, big matches coming up here. Uh, what what is it in Toronto? Elimination Chamber? No. Money in the bank. Money, Money in, the, in bank. the bank. Sorry, Money in the bank's taking him. You know, not far from where we are right now. You know, I'm just. Wondering. And NXT has a Sunday night paper or you know premium live event. And it's, SmackDown's gonna SmackDown's be there as well. on that Friday. Yeah. Very interesting. I'm looking forward to that. It's funny as champs in here with us and he goes, how many NDAs came out of those cruises he held uh, talking about Chris Jericho. We actually he's building up for I the next one. I don't know the story, but I heard something about him getting knocked out on one of his cruises. So I'm waiting for that story to come out. Oh, someone knocked him out. Yeah. Oh, you know, well, you know, he drinks heavily. So he drink with a bottle of great goose well, in that, his hand. That explains the 4:30 AM text or, you know, yeah. Twitter chain on Christmas Eve. He someone probably took Chris's phone away from him for a few days because he just he don't let him have it. Do not let him have it. So there's there's so many Jericho people these stories. His that I just... wife. <laughs> yeah, it's his, yeah, it's right. His wife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're celebrating three years of his wife storming the Capitol too. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, not celebrating. Yeah, no, the no. the amount of things that uh, are gonna like that are coming out on Jericho that aren't like. <clears throat> things that need NDAs or whatever, but like his, uh, I don't know. His, his wife must be happy from 
all the a lot money, of other things in their life. All, all the money, all the money he brings in. Yeah, there are a lot of stories out there and a lot of alleged even, incidents that, like, yeah, even whatever. even <laughs> something we all know about that they they tried to play up otherwise. He lost the AEW heavyweight title the first day he had it. Yeah, he left it on the drunkenly left it on top of the yeah, limo. He left it on the hood of the limo and drove off, and it was in the middle of the highway, and someone found it. And, and they gave it back to him or whatever. I remember they were like, yeah, was, I thought it got stolen out of the back of a car. At the, supposedly, it stole that was his story. Yeah. I mean, that, that alone story. is dumb enough. Like, yeah. So I, I mean, that's that's not. Well, he celebrated to, it in Applebee's or something. Yeah, it was like an Applebee's <laughs> or a, a chili. I think or he something had a better like steak that. than an Applebee's steak that night. But yeah, <laughs> regardless, I. Yeah, Jericho's... uh... There's going to be a lot of stories someday in the future of him philandering with uh, WWE uh, uh, I think my my favorite meme of the whole thing was it was uh, Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens in the ring when he did the whole list thing. He goes, why is my name on this list? And it was the next season of uh, Beyond, or, you know, Dark Dark Side of the the Ring. ring. (laughs) Why am I on this list? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they, you know what? They've got enough for another season, so he might as well. You know, you probably could. You probably could do a couple episodes. You know, do you think he would voice over it? No, probably not. If it came down to a story about him, but yeah, there's lots of rumors about him uh, having affairs with women on the road with WWE. You know, just a lot of rumors. I just so, had a great uh, idea. We, we uh, have we have him narrate the episode, but then we also make it like an episode of Drunk History. <laughs> yes. Well, it probably would be, I guess, if he if he had to go. <laughs> If he, if he had to read, oh, this is about me, huh? Okay, start drinking, you know? No, no. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's get off the Chris Jericho bashing because there's so uh, much more I want to say, but it's too early on a Saturday morning. And But yeah, there's a lot of stories that deserve to get paid for. Then, <laughs> yeah. We'll wait till our NDAs run out, right? So. <laughs> Um, some other news. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Even, I'm not even going to touch that. I've never signed. Not, I, I don't have any wrestling related NDAs. I, I've never signed one. I signed one when I was yeah. the last radio company I worked with, but I think that's up by now. At I least. guess it's okay to say that you've signed one if you don't say who you signed it with, right? True. 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 So I can I can say that I've signed one in my life. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah which makes makes me wonder, like, if Kylie Ray signed one, like, is that heart emoji? Twitter reply, yeah. something that's gonna break like, it. Is that something you can get away with or not? I don't know. That's um, a good question. But there's a lot of questions with NDAs. Like, are they really lifelong or things that happened? Yeah. All right. Never mind. We know Vince had a few of them. So, uh, uh, you know, but we also know about them too. So, are they really non disclosure agreements if we know about so- them? From what I gather, you could talk. You like you can even say who you signed it with because there's people that signed it with Tony that talked to him before the AEW was even a thing. But you can't hmm. discuss what they were about. Uh, okay. Hmm. Well, let's. let's I'm not going to take that risk yeah. myself. <laughs> I guess Chris, uh, Christy Hemi's not going to come on I, here and I, talk about know, it, I, right? The, the payout was worth it. So yeah. there, there we go. There we go. There. We, oh. I think I'm safe. Mine are uh, the only one I have now is with the WFTDA, which is the Women's Flat Track Roller Derby, uh, and it's only because you have to abide in their rules and sign an NDA if you want to do anything with them. So, nevertheless, oh, that's, that's, that's weather. That's a great day for hockey. Yes. Oh, by the way, yesterday, wow, what a game, huh? Uh, USA winning the World Juniors. Love yeah. it. Love it. Love it. Love it. We were following along in my office when it was going on, so it was like, yeah, my favorite sports thing of the year. And also sets up a USA Canada showdown in Ottawa on New Year's Eve for next year's tournament, which is 
Very exciting. Very, very nice. So I'm going to get to jump into some more news. Uh, if you were watching Raw this past week, you saw this. Giovanni Vinci uh, didn't get off to a good start in 2024 due to an unfortunate circumstance on the Raw Monday Night Raw first day one special. Uh, uh, Imperium squared off against the main event Jay Uso and Kofi Kingston in a tag team match during the bout. Vinci was attempting a springboard off the middle rope. However, when he turned, he was caught directly on the chin by a drop kick from Kingston. On the way down, Vinci's head slammed to the back of the mat hard. Jey Uso could be could be visibly seen on the broadcast reacting to the bump after Vinci landed. He didn't move initially, and the match was immediately called off before anything else happened. Vinci was not even shown on camera as a doctor. You saw the doctor run into the ring. You definitely, without yeah. a doubt, saw. I've never seen that in a WWE TV show before, where a doctor runs down to ringside and jumps in the ring. And the doctor attended uh, to him uh, outside the ring after the match was called. WWE has not provided any update on Vincey, but apparently well, he did walk back to the uh, back. He said he was okay. He said yeah. he was he was doing all right and thanked everybody for their concern. It was just bizarre because it's I saw the drop kick and I didn't understand what happened because he just laid there for a second. You know? Oh, when they when they showed the replay, it was very obvious he he bopped his head real good. So that that was interesting. You never see that on Ross. So, you know, very good awareness by the ref to to call for the doctor immediately. Immediately, and then and then immediately. The, unfortunately, the cameras had weren't off of him yet after that. So, but that's why we saw the doctor jump into the ring too at the at the. Uh, uh, <laughs> thank you. It, it, apparently, our NDA chant has been fun. For uh, thank you, Mike Champy. He said it's been interesting. It's been a good. Uh, he says it was my favorite segment in a long time. Thank you, sir. Uh, you know, there's we could be worse. Well, we're just gonna start an NDA podcast where we get everybody to spill <laughs> spill their guts on the NDAs yeah. they've signed. For those of you who we'll never can get speak, sued. Yeah. for those of you who can speak now, please come on. No, uh, so yeah, so that was pretty scary this past week on Raw. I, I wonder if it screwed up the timing of the show and everything. You know, and it's really weird. I thought that they had uh, Jay Uso. Well, if that cut short, The Rock went long. So. Without a doubt, but the uh, I think the the interesting thing was that they had um, Jay Uso and Kofi Kingston tagging together. Um, they never really had an association on Raw, I don't think. Uh, but just the week before, yeah, just yeah, yeah, and I think I mean they were trying to do something with them, but for two weeks before, because the week before was the best. <laughs> Does that tell you that the Jay Uso is not going to be a heavyweight champion in WWE? You know, uh, on on Monday night, you know. I think they're just keeping him going. I mean, he's doing very well merchandise wise. So that's, that's one of the metrics they use, but you can't have everybody at the top of the charts. I mean, where, especially if you've got people that are missing the show, like maybe he can go after Gunter next, but Gunter's not on the show. because He just had a kid. Yeah. He just had a baby, which congratulations Gunter, uh, having a baby this past. I, I didn't even know he was pregnant, you know? So, um, but, uh, yeah, I no. I'm just being funny. I know Gunter just got married too last year, so rushing right into uh, real life now with a kid. But you know, Gunter, of course, one of the highlights of 2024 uh, in the world of wrestling, or 2023, the the past year. It just had an incredible year, uh, and uh, who knows? Well, hopefully, it'll keep going on. But now, hopefully, yeah, hopefully, Vinci's not out too long after that. Um, but. Um, yeah, I have a feeling he didn't get hurt that bad. He just got stunned. That's what it looked like. It was a stun. <coughs> Some other news, excuse me. Uh, we did mention uh, Adam Cole's the devil. You guys all know that. Uh, and MJF's going to be taking some much-needed time away to heal. Uh, 
Uh, still no word if MJF said he did not sign any contract yet, and that was like two weeks ago. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not. You know, I don't believe anything wrestlers tell me. So, uh, but, uh, you know, if he's going to be taking some time away, I don't think he's going to pop up on WWE the next time we see him. You know, I, no, I, I he's going to. This works perfectly for them to kind of like explain him being gone for a bit while he maybe has to get surgery or whatever the case is, heal up, and then he can come back as a surprise. But um, I I would put money down that he's already uh, that he oh, yeah. signed a contract a long time ago. So yeah, that's what I'm guessing too. So he so we're gonna get a little bit of pause in this whole Adam Cole versus MJF stuff going on right now. Uh, for just for a little bit, I'm sure we're gonna get Adam Cole still coming out and like managing, you know, the undisputed kingdom, which I kind of like the name a little bit. I, we were joking, I think at one time we called when when he first started associating with those guys, we call them the undisputed kingdom as a joke, and it's like now it kind of is their name now. So. It allows them to use the uh, the undisputed from their WWE run too. So now we just yeah now we just need Kyle O'Reilly back and everything will be all happy. I mean you know maybe you know we'll see what happens. I don't know. Uh, so I did mention Dolph Ziggler showing up at Russell Kingdom eighteen. Him and his brother were in the crowd. I uh, got into a little tussle there with David Finley. Fit Finley's son, who David Finley's been wrestling for New Japan forever, as well as David Finley was in Ring of Honor as well. Um, and it uh, looks like they're going to be having uh, uh, eventually build up to something. But I know Ziggler is set to, to wrestle tonight in WWC Dia de Reyes in Puerto Rico. So he'll be wrestling tonight. This will be his Real tour. quick on that triple threat that uh, Finley was in. Oh, yeah. Another yeah. one of my favorite media scrums of the week will osprey offering john moxley two non-alcoholic beers to team up on david finley for the first 10 minutes of the match yeah i remember that he, he did he paid him off too right yeah i you know so it very interesting uh yeah lots of fun with the uh scrums and everything so uh david we, finley's good and it's it it'll be interesting too to see his uh the other son brogan recently signed with uh with WWE to, to go to the PC and stuff. So um, there's a lot of connections there that uh, curious to see. I, I would love to see more of David Finley over here. Obviously he did a bunch of stuff with impact. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, they're, they're both really good talent. Wasn't so. David Finley part of um, the bullet club too? Was he? Yeah. Remember, yeah okay. He was okay. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. That's mm-hmm. where I remember. Yeah. With uh, when he was teaming with uh, juice Robinson. Yeah. Him in and juice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, I definitely remember seeing him a bit. So, good. We'll see what happens with that. You know, I'm sure it'll lead to a match for um, Nick Nemeth or Dolph Ziggler or whatever you want to call him. I'd rather call him Nick Nemeth, double N or something, you know. I want him to super kick some more zombies' heads off. (laughs) Yeah. That was something. You know, it's funny is that (laughs) that attack on Finley almost reminded me of that attack on the judge that we saw this past week, you know, where the the guy jumped over the thing and to get the judge. Uh, it's like, were they trying to big head ups? Yeah, big heads. Yeah, up, you know, I don't know if you got those you, benches. Those benches aren't small. Yeah, did you? Yeah, he he flew. He was he doing a cro- he was doing a cross body block trying to get the judge. So it was like he was then kicked made, out of the game for targeting. Made top dollar jealous. <laughs> Rob, you know what we're talking about? Did no, you, not you, a clue. you did not see the video of the judge getting a guy. She would in Las Vegas. She yeah. revoked a guy's probation or didn't let him out on probation or something, and yeah. he he came flying over the desk at her. Yeah, just literally 
ran and jumped over the desk and landed on her. But like cleared the bench, did yeah. not touch the bench. Yeah, wow. so, yeah, you'll you'll see it. I'm sure. Did the you... judge catch him or no? The bailiffs and that, they kind of went to the side inadvertently. Yeah, yeah bailiffs yeah. kind of got in there and held him down and stuff. But uh, I'll tell you, is that you know does that prove your guilt if you like attack the judge? You know because you yeah, had your yeah, ba- kind of it has some charges. Point. Yeah, if you if you had your bail revoked, that's what it was. Is his bail was revoked, so he was going back to jail and he just like lost his mind. So, uh, but that reminded the me. The best part was just before that he's like. I'm I'm a better person. I'm a, I'm in a new space right now. I feel really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's well worth looking for and finding. Physically, he was feeling well. I mean, that's that was mm-hmm. a hop. Yeah, yeah. So uh, interesting, interesting. So yeah, I I thought that was a lot. That that reminded me of that when I saw Dolph Ziggler going over the table to get Finley, and then they brawled for a bit and whatnot. So it definitely is setting something up there, but. Uh, Kudos. Uh, I did mention Roosh uh, just said that in the second match of the AEW Continental Classic, he, he, uh, what was it? He, he had hurt himself uh, in the second match. He tore a hamstring. Ouch. And then the rest of the tournament, he, he wrestled with a torn hamstring. Uh, wow. That's, I think that's pretty impressive. And he's going to take some time off to get better. But Roosh is a great wrestler. So I'm excited about. Uh, coming back and whatnot. If you did mention Matt Riddle, I did not get to the, when we were talking about all the debuts. Matt Riddle showed up uh, in uh, at New Japan uh, on January. Fi- or, uh, actually, he's wrestling tonight for the Kings of Coliseum for MLW. Interesting that he, you mentioned that. I was going to mention that. Yeah, he's going to face off against. Have to do ja- some work for that show. Actually. Oh yeah, so, I was going to yeah. say he's he's facing off against Jacob Fatu. So it's uh, going to be uh, that'll and, be a fun match. Yeah, and that's you, on. Uh, Triller TV plus I hate that Fight TV is now Triller TV. That's right. Which their is name. a terrible uh, they went with like the parent company name or whatever, but that sucks. I don't you know, want to call it. You, you want to hear something funny? We show movies in our school district and it, it's a service called Swank. And it's like you have to go to swank.com to get the movies to show. And it's like that, that just sounds does, like that sounds like a, a website you can't go to yeah, at school. It, yeah, it doesn't sound right. It's like we're, we're gonna watch a movie on Swank. It's, it's just like, pictures of Hillary Swank. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a terrible name, and I've always thought that. And it's like, yeah, you have to go to swank.com and log in, and then you can pull <laughs> can pull the movie up. You know, it's like if you just don't have one of those moments where you're like S Swank. Yeah, just just don't type in <laughs> swank.net. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Stay away from that okay <laughs> sorry oh boy <laughs> it's always been one of my bringing me back to uh <laughs> there was a time in the library in middle school where these two kids were feuding with each other uh and there was like a little section of probably like six or eight computers there and the one kid went like printed something and went up to get his stuff that he printed and while he did that, the other kid went over and typed in whitehouse.com <laughs> on the computer and then ran away. Oh. He came back to his seat and then immediately like the librarian saw it. And whoa boy, that was a that was immediate trip to the uh yeah. the principal's office, yeah. I believe resulted in an in-school suspension. Wow. Don't do not go to whitehouse.com yeah. too. We'll just say that. That was and a like, long time ago. So I don't know how many of those type <laughs> of things still happen or if that website is still you, a thing. But it's one of those was, uh, it probably quite is the incident. I will say you, middle school. you can't close it either because about forty five pop ups happen as soon as you get to it. <laughs> Speaking from experience, Ken. <laughs> Sorry. Hope you knew this. Oh my god! Are you are you like the dude on uh, that was surfing ESPN's uh, 
website and had the the ad pop up uh, that was uh, inappropriate and going how could ESPN promote this stuff when it was a targeted ad? <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. It's that uh, it's a sports guy that uh, that's on Fox that uh, just uh, Jason uh, Jason Whitlock. Oh yeah. Oh. He posted a picture and it was it was like a cell phone and everyone's like, why is this still up? Why does he still have this up? What were you searching? I will be honest with you. When I worked in radio, they allowed us to go to those those risky websites because it was content for for things like, you know, uh, one of the morning it says sports talk like porn. No, but one of the morning shows used to go to this place, chatter <laughs> chatterbait. I think it was, <laughs> and uh, they would talk about it for in, in for five, ten, fifteen minutes on the air. They would talk about what they would see there, and it's like. And they couldn't block it because, I mean, it's content for the show. So I'm just, okay, there. I'm done talking. I'm not going to tell you to go there. But uh, some more uh, news. Uh, if you're going to want to know what's going to be on your favorite wrestling shows coming up this week, on Raw this week from Portland, Oregon, uh, you're going to see him. Punk is going to make his television return on Monday night. Big deal. Cody Rhodes is going to take on uh, Nakam- Shinsuke Nakamura. We're going to get uh, uh, another match with those guys. They put on great matches so far. And uh, Katana Chance and Caden Carter versus Chelsea Green and Piper Niven uh, rematch for the women's title. Super exciting. If you're going to watch the, Jan- the January 10th uh, version uh, or uh, the January 10th AEW Dynamite show, Ricky Starks going one-on-one against Sammy Guevara, uh, Darby Allen and Sting versus Don Callis family. Uh, that would be uh Takesha and Hobbs. Takesha and Hobbs. And an appearance by AEW world champ Samoa Joe, which I mentioned earlier. So that's where we're going to probably get where he's going. Um, And then if you're watching Collision tonight, FTR is taking on Malachi Black and Buddy Matthews, uh, which they've been building up for quite a long time. Eddie Kingston versus Trent Beretta for the CCC Championship, Continental Crown Championship, and and uh, Sting and Darby Allen are going to take on the workhorsemen, Anthony Henry and J.D. Drake. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, still getting over COVID, by the way, folks. I remember last week it was it was worse, I'm guessing. But this week, not nearly as bad. Uh, let's see what else. Some other news. You might have watched SmackDown last night. You saw Kevin Owens defeat Santo Escobar. The prize fighter Kevin Owens will now be taking on Logan Paul, who was there last night. Logan Paul, they will be wrestling uh, at the Royal Rumble for the WWE United States Championship, uh, which is pretty cool. I mean, did they want to take the belt off Logan Paul? Apparently, he traded it to Patrick Mahomes for a Super Bowl ring this past week. I, did you anyone see those shots? Uh, I heard about it. I did not watch it. I, I, it, it, I, you know, I don't. If he really traded it for him, then what is the Super Bowl ring they're wrestling for on on the Royal Rumble? He did have it with him last night, so he must have. Traded it back or something. I don't know. Maybe they had multiple versions of it or something. But uh, nevertheless, Kevin Owens, it's good. Kevin Owens won that tournament so he can take on. And Santo Esco's bar, I mean, he's a great wrestler. Hopefully, you know, his push doesn't stop here because he's been, I mean, had cut the best promo last year after he hurt Ray. And he, he he wished he was dead and never would come back and stuff like that, which is like well, probably one of the best promos I saw last year. Your surgery goes bad. I yeah. hope you never come back. <laughs> so, though he likes Dominic, they're friends. So, um, this past week, Mariah May debuted 
uh, on AEW Dynamite for the very first time. His former stardom standout was involved in the debut angle with uh, former Ring of Honor World Women's Champ and Impact Knockouts Champ Deanna Peraza, of course, came out and shut up Mariah May after that. Unfortunately, Mariah May uh, ended up having a fire in the building she lives in after that. Uh, she did post that everything was okay. Know that some of the animals in the building were rescued, but there was a fire, obviously, in her building, uh, which I think is very interesting. But Mariah May, very beautiful. Um, I saw some incredible shots uh, uh, poolside from her this past week. She's just, you know, good kudos to her. Um, she's trying to get uh, Tony Storm's attention, but can't for some reason. So we'll see where that leads to with uh, this whole group. Um, Josh Alexander recently accepted a challenge from Alex Hammerstone for TNA's Hard to Kill, which is a week from today. Alex Hammerstone, the former, was it MLW champion? Yeah. Yeah, Hammerstone was a free agent. Hammerstone issued an open challenge, inviting anyone to confront him, and Alexander just did that. So we got that going on uh, next week, uh, which we'll have. I'm sure we'll run through the TNA Hard to Kill, where their moniker changes from Impact to TNA officially at the pay-per-view. I'm sure there'll be some surprises on the card as well. Um, and I can't think of much more news except for Wrestle Kingdom 18, uh, had, you know, was this past week, saw Naito, uh, beat uh, Sonata for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, we also saw Daniel Bryan wrestle and, uh, lose, uh, I believe, uh, Daniel Bryan, I don't have it on my list here. Yeah, but, yeah. he lost to Okada. Yeah, Okada, of course, Okada, the biggest wrestlers in the planet, uh, lots of other great, uh, great, uh, things that happened, but you can also check it online as well. David Finley defeated Will Osprey and John Moxley for the inaugural IWGP global heavyweight champion. And that's what, uh, Nick Nemeth, Dolph Ziggler was, uh, you know, got into him after the, after the match and then had that little brawl backstage at the scrum and whatnot. But that's about all the news I got for this week. You guys have anything else that I missed that we should talk about? Uh, anything, uh, any wrestling things going on this week that, uh, uh, not really. No, no we, I mean, no. you know, we got to, like I said, we have a live collision tonight. Uh, you know, we had no collision last week, which was really weird, but it was, you know, we did talk about that last week as a, there was a pay-per-view on at the same time, but yeah, no, there was live collision tonight, <clears throat> Monday night, we get punk back, you know, we got a lot of things going on. We're building up Royal Rumble is, uh, three weeks from today. Uh, the, I think it's, yeah, uh, 27, 20, yeah. uh, yeah. So we, we will have the Royal Rumble getting closer and closer and, you know, people are making a big deal. Everyone's, you know declaring themselves into the Royal Rumble. It's, you know, I don't think that means anything. That's why I usually don't put it in the news because so what there's going to be, there's going to be 30 people in the Royal Rumble matches. We're having no idea. You know, I mean, we'll know the 15 and then there'll be like, you know, other people, you know, it's not, not a big deal, but it looks like we'll have plenty of surprises this year with all the free agents that, you know, have signed or will sign in the next week or two. So, I'm going to wish you guys all have a great, uh, happy, by the way, happy new year from the pain clinic. You know, we are, this is our first show of 2024. I want to thank you, Rob. Thank you, DC. Thank you, danger. I think we're done for the week. Uh, we're going to get out of here. Uh, you guys have a great week. Thank you so much for everybody who's in the chat room. We love the chat. I appreciate everyone coming in and like giving their two cents. A lot of times I will use information I see in there. 
Like, for instance, our friend uh, Bill Oler, uh, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash beast buy if you want to buy some super beast uh, merchandise. I'll just throw that out there. And uh, <laughs> why not end the show with that? We'll see you guys all next week. I had week. no idea he sold T-shirts online. Oh, I've yeah. never seen that link. You've before. never seen that? No, yeah, no. I've, I've never seen that before, no, never. too. That's why I figured I'd give him a little run at it. Maybe he'll sell a few. Purdy might get some new designs on there soon, though. So There you go. That'll be nice. There you go. Cool. We'll get out of here. We'll see you next week, folks. Same bat time, same bat channel.